Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. Oh my God, you guys. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited that you are here today. And let me think about this. What is new in my world? Well, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, this was was it last week? Yeah. So I had an appointment with my endocrinologist and this was a brand new doctor. And I, when I think about it, I don't know if you can relate, but I've just had such a tumultuous time with doctors because my whole entire life, I always felt like doctors would judge me and they would make me feel shitty about how I was controlling my diabetes or even my last appointment. It was, um, so long story short, my doctor, my other doctor passed away. So it was like the first endocrinologist that I loved. Well, yeah, aside from when I was a little kid. (laughs) And um, so she passed away. And then I went to see the woman who filled in for her and had no idea like what my A1C was going to be. And I'm always super nervous. And I, it was a new doctor and she just, it was like, immediate just I felt like I was being judged and the diabetes educator was there and I mean this is no new story to me because I'm so used to appointments going like this but they they were giving me crap about how I like to have my range uh a high alert at 150 um I think that's mgdl Yeah. So, and they're like no it needs to be 240 and then they were just giving me all of this crap and it was just, yeah, my my A1C was a 6.0. This was back in November and it just, it didn't feel great, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, I, I have to give every doctor at least three times because I've been so picky my whole entire life that I would literally see one doctor and then I would just end up going to see a new one right away and I wouldn't really give them a chance. So I'm like, oh no, like I'm going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and just give them a chance. But then I met this girl and she recommended me to see her endocrinologist. So I immediately switched and I know it's been, it's been like eight or nine months since I've seen an endocrinologist and normally I go every three months. So when I went to see her, she was like, what the heck like it's been so long and I'm like sitting there all nervous and then she she walks in and she's just like an amazing woman like she likes to be outside and she likes to go trekking in Nepal and she loves doing all these things and she is just such a genuine person so immediately I was like oh I love you (laughs) but it turns out so my A1C ended up being really good It's actually the first time in my entire life that I've had an A1C that's this low. It's a 5.4. And it's weird because last year at this time, I think my A1C was a 6.4. And I was like, my goal is to have it be 5.4. And when she read the number, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, it was just so crazy. And I... 
I, I also I share this on Instagram, but I, I kind of feel like I hold back sometimes in telling you guys like little things like this that, you know, I mean, it is kind of a big deal for me just because it's the first time that I've ever had an A1C this good. And I've never been to see a doctor before where I was actually just felt like, you know, felt like they were appreciating and acknowledging all of the hard work that it takes to manage this disease. And so I, I feel like sometimes I hold back because I don't ever want you to feel shitty about your diabetes or where you're at with it or how you're controlling it or like wherever you're at because our journeys are so different and my A1C in the past has never has always been a little bit higher and I've always you know struggled a little bit and so I, I think that we're all just going to be at a different place in our journey, but it doesn't mean that we can't get to where we want to be. And so I never want you to feel bad. But if anything, I just want you to maybe just take this and feel inspired because it does take a lot of hard work and it does. It's it's hard, but you can get there no matter what. So and I think because she did. My doctor was like, how did this happen? Like you haven't seen an endocrinologist. Like, how are you doing this on your own? And I literally I didn't even know what to say. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I went home and that evening I was thinking about it. And what I really realized is, you know, I we could know every single thing in the world about our diabetes and we could know what causes high blood sugar and what causes low blood sugar and we could be so smart and so educated and we could just know everything but it doesn't friggin' matter like it doesn't matter if you know everything about nutrition and you know what to eat and what not to eat and how to exercise and it doesn't it doesn't matter all of these things like yeah your diet and your exercise are going to play a big role in how you manage your diabetes and we're taught that as, at a young age but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you know all these things. It's about taking these things and applying them to you, to your body, to your life, because no matter what, we're all going to be affected so differently. And so, you know, when I think about it on a surface level, I'm like, yeah, my diet and my exercise and all of these things played a large role, but it's it goes much deeper than that because it's taking the time to actually put in the work, like go to the gym and, you know, eat food that's healthy, but also understand like how these different foods are affecting you. And, you know, we're just all going to be so different. So something that might affect my blood sugar a certain, a certain way might affect you differently. So it's just taking the time to recognize these things and then spot patterns. And that takes a lot of work too. So I think what it really came down to when I think about it is like, just a, like developing a lot more self-awareness when it comes to how everything affects me and my blood sugars. Ooh, I did want to say too, on that note of just talking about doctors and shit, <laughs> um, my new doctor told me, so I don't know if you've ever looked at your, like when you leave the doctor's office and you have the little printout of like your visit, I guess. <laughs> um, so she has to put that my diabetes is uncontrolled, even though it is controlled, because she said that's the only way that the insurance companies will approve having a CGM and a pump. So she said it's such so crazy and she's tried to fight it so many times, but it's like, she's like, yeah, my patients, the only way they can control their diabetes is by having these supplies. And yet, if you say that your diabetes is controlled, then like these companies won't 
give you the supplies that you need because they'll be like, oh, your diabetes is controlled, so you don't need them. But it's like you do need them to control. So she so yeah, she told me that. And I had no idea, which is I don't know. It could be helpful for you if like anyone that you know or if you have trouble ever getting a CGM or anything, because I do think that the CGM has played a super big role in how I manage my diabetes. So, um, yeah, just look at your paperwork and see if it says if your diabetes is controlled or not, because even if it is controlled, it should say uncontrolled from what my doctor says. So you guys have been asking me to do a part two of the truth about my messy journey and just, you know, like why I started taking care of my diabetes and when I started and how it all came about. And so that's what we're going to dive into today. I can't even talk. We're going to dive into that today. So if you didn't listen to my first episode, The Truth About My Messy Journey, that is episode 12. So you can listen to that if you want as well. So this is just a part two. And this episode today is brought to you by my brand new Fit Start, five-day Fit Start. It's a brand new fat loss series. And so it's free and you get five days of actionable steps to help you achieve your fitness goals, lose weight, and stabilize your blood sugars. So it's like five simple, super easy, fun tips that you will get straight into your inbox for the next five days. And to get on board with that, all you have to do is go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash start, and you will see all of the details. And if you do sign up, make sure to tag me on Instagram, tag me in your story when you get the videos and let me know what you think. I'd love to know and I'd love to hear from you. So it's funny when I think back because to be 100% honest with you, my my motivation was never I want to get my diabetes in check. Like that was never my motivation from the start. My real motivation to be completely honest with you, it was I want to lose weight and I want to look better. And that is what started everything. Like that is what kind of just propelled me forward. And it hadn't, it didn't have anything to do with improving my blood sugars. It had everything to do with improving how I looked and how I felt about myself on the inside. I've shared a little bit about it, but back in 2015 to 2016, I really struggled with eating disorders and I struggled with bulimia. I had, it, it was such a, it's like, I don't really talk about it all that much because it was just a difficult time. And, you know, when you're putting your body through so much stress like that, like with, you know, it's really difficult on your blood sugars as well. So I'm pretty sure, like I probably had DKA, DKA a few times. I just didn't really pay attention to it because I, and it was more to do like after a while it became this like my mental thing because I was trying so hard to look a certain way and get fit and then I it, it just became this like habit and so I was like I need to just get off this wagon and I was like I, I just need to do it and then for some reason I couldn't do it and it was so hard 
And leading up to that time, I went through a period where I was restricting food. And so I lost a lot of weight. And then I know I've talked about this before, but then I messed up my metabolism, my, you know, I had all these nutrition, nutrition deficiencies. And then I ended up gaining all of the weight back. And so this was one of my lowest points because I went from feeling super good about myself. Like I, I looked good and I lost a lot of weight, but it, I wasn't healthy at all. Like you'd look at me and be like, oh damn, like she looks good. But I, I wasn't like it wasn't healthy at all. And so I think first of all, when you are trying to lose weight or, you know, whatever it is, there's a difference between doing it the right way. And then also, you know, looking a certain way and just not being healthy at all. Because I think a lot of the time in our society today too, you just never really know because there with our culture, I think it's just, you know, we, we look so much, we look at the, the outside sort of viewpoint and we don't really know what's going on on the inside. So it, during this time, I was definitely struggling on the inside, even though I looked good on the outside. So then I, I ended up messing up my metabolism. I ended up gaining all of the weight back. And then I started a vicious cycle of bulimia, which was not a very fun time in my life. And so that lasted for a good year, I think. And it was around that time. So I think it was like 2016. And I remember my boyfriend, we had just started dating. Actually, we might have even have been friends at that time. But he, I remember him setting my macros the first time I was like, oh, what are macros? And then um, he set them for me, like my calories and everything. He did the calculations. And I was like, whoa, man. I'm like, I think it was, it was like 1600 calories. And I was like, no, like there's no way I'm going to be eating that much food. I was just, it was like not going to happen because I was so used to just, you know, how the, what people say, it's like, oh, you want to lose weight? Here's, you know, you should be eating 1200 calories a day, or you want to keep your weight. It's like 2000 calories, but it's, that's not the case at all. And so in my mind, I thought like 1200 calories was normal and 1600 calories was not normal. Um, which like knowing what I know now, <laughs> I mean, I'm eating 1800 calories or more than that, like 1900 calories a day right now. But, um, yeah. So when he first set my macros and my calories, I don't even think I followed them at first because I just thought it was way too much food. And then after a while, I just, I started trusting the process like really slowly. Um, cause I knew that something I needed to do something and, I was so motivated to just lose weight and look better and feel better. And on the inside, I was still struggling. So I started to just slowly trust the process. And it took a lot of, you know, tr time to really just implement everything and just really do it at a very slow pace. Because when you come from a place of like not eating, when you just kind of having like a distorted view of like what you should be eating or what's bad or what's good. It's like where my mind was, was just not in a very healthy place. And so it took me a while to get back on track and start just doing things a healthy way. Um, so after I started implementing things, I started to slowly see results. And as I started to slowly lose body fat, my blood sugars started to plummet. And so 
this was a time when I was like, whoa, like, what am I doing? I'm like some, and then I started researching blood sugar management, type one diabetes and fitness. And I found nothing like there was nothing, no information. I mean, there was a few articles that some guys had written, but when it came to a woman, especially, I, I couldn't find any information that I was looking for. And so I was really diving into fitness and just learning from like what all these other fitness people were doing. But then on the other side, I was like, I don't know how to make this work with type one diabetes. Like there has to be some sort of something I can do to like merge them to make so that they make sense for me because everyone made it sound so easy like oh just a calorie deficit and blah 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 but I'm like cool I'm now my blood sugar is plummeting and I'm eating all the calories I just burned so now what do I do so it was it took a lot of trial and error and so I just really dove into learning on that in that area and so it, my motivation really wasn't to better my diabetes management. It was more that I wanted to lose weight and look better. And by doing that, my management got so much better. So I really think when it comes to a fitness perspective, like fitness and diabetes, they are so correlated together. And it still just blows me away to this day how how intertwined diabetes and fitness really is on such a deep level. Because just, for example, like in order to optimize your workouts and your training and in order to build lean muscle, your blood sugar really needs to be within range. You cannot have ketones present if your goal is to build muscle and get toned. And then to be able to maintain a calorie deficit for fat loss, which is how you lose weight, and still feel satisfied and not like super hungry and hangry throughout the day, then you need to make sure your blood sugar is in range again because when your blood sugar goes low, you have to eat more calories to treat it. And so it's really important that, you know, you are being mindful of that. Otherwise, you're going to end up consuming all of these hypo snacks in glucose tablets and juice boxes, and you're going to have like no room to actually eat substantial food, you know, and get in enough protein and all these things. And so in order to keep your blood sugar in range, you have to take the extra measures and you really have to be monitoring your blood sugar consistently and paying close attention to how different foods affect your blood sugar and how different types of exercise affect your blood sugar. And there's definitely guidelines that you can follow. And I teach these guidelines inside of my fat loss for type ones course, but ultimately what it really comes down to is just taking the guidelines and taking all the information that you learn and just doing the work and every person is going to be a little bit different so it's just really about applying these things to you and your body and then learning how your body and your blood sugars react to everything that you are doing. And when you can spot trends, you just get such a greater understanding of areas that you need to tweak and the adjustments that you need to make in order to get better and have better control overall. So at that time, I knew that in order to lose weight and look the way that I wanted to look, I had to 
make sure that my blood sugars were more in range and I had to have more control in that area in order to achieve my goals. So what it really came down to was like in order to lose fat, I had to maintain a calorie deficit and low blood sugar. Again, my blood sugars were just plummeting because the lower your body fat percentage gets and the more muscle you have, like the leaner you become, the more insulin sensitive you'll become. And so at the beginning of my fat loss journey, like I started losing some weight and I started, you know, my workouts started paying off. And after a few months, it was really, really hard to control my blood sugars and I was going low all the time. And so that made it a little bit more challenging. So by closely monitoring my blood sugars and just being able to pinpoint these areas that I could tweak just to have better control of those lows, um, that just meant that I would be able to achieve my goals more efficiently. And it was things like, oh, I'm going low a couple hours after my workout. Hmm, what's going on? And then, you know, I'm doing more cardio because I'm trying to increase my calorie deficit for fat loss, but I'm not taking that into account when it comes to my overall basal. So I had to look at that. And at the very beginning, I didn't have a CGM, I didn't have a pump. And so I was manually finger poking and doing the finger pricks. And I was using so many testing strips every single day. I would even test my blood sugar like numerous times in the middle of my workout to make sure I was in range. And I really, and then I would like write it all down because I'm like, I need to know, you know, what's going on at this time of the day. And like when I'm doing this and I would make all these notes because I'm like, I, I just was trying to figure out like how to optimize my training. And then it's like little things too, because when you look back, you can say, oh, well, on this day, you know, I went low here, but I forgot to subtract the fiber content from the total carbs that I'm eating before my workout in my pre-workout snack. And then you look back and you're like, oh, that's what happened. So you just make a mental note. And then after doing it over and over again, and after the months go by, you just kind of get the hang of it. And those little things that you forgot to do before, you just start to remember them better. And at the beginning too, I remember going to see doctors and they would be like, Taja, you need to get a CGM. Like it's going to help you so much. And I just never did. There was one year it sat at the pharmacy for a year. I like ordered it and then I just never picked it up because I I just didn't want to wear something attached to my body. And I didn't feel like I was going to feel sexy or pretty. And I was like, how am I going to hide it? And so for a long time I resisted. And then finally, I'm just like, you know what? this is ridiculous. I'm paying out of pocket for testing strips. I'm trying to get reach my fitness goals and get to the next level of my fitness. And, you know, this having this one device is going to help me. And I knew that. So I was like, at the end of the day, my fitness goals just meant more than how I looked on the outside or how people were going to perceive me. And so again, it was my, my fitness goals that trumped my my overall diabetes management like I didn't get a CGM because I was like oh I want the best control possible of my blood sugars and I want to lower my A1C it was no I want to look better I want to feel better I want to be fit and so that's what motivated me to finally get a CGM and I will say that having the Dexcom has helped so much like guaranteed. It has helped me lower my A1C. It helps me with my training. It helps me just manage everything and spot trends. And so that's one device that one piece of technology that I definitely would recommend. And having a pump too has definitely helped a lot. So those two things, like if you're ready, great, like get them. If not, just 
don't worry about it, but just know that, you know, having those things available to you can ultimately help your overall control if you are, if that is one of your goals to have better control over your overall diabetes. You know, I really think that managing your diabetes does just take a lot of mindfulness. And as a type one diabetic, you already have a lot of awareness. You just got to tap into it. And whatever your motivation is, I fully support you. And your why might look a lot different than mine, but I'm going to go ahead and just give you a breakdown of like how I did it and what's helped for me. And then you can take this information and apply it to your own lifestyle and your own diabetes management. The first thing is just what motivates you? Like what is your motivation? And then unapologetically owning that because we're all going to be motivated by different things and that's okay. And at the beginning, I didn't know how closely related my fitness goals and my diabetes management actually was. And putting my fitness goals in the forefront actually gave me better control over my diabetes management. And I know that you know, like, we're literally affected by everything in our lives already on a physical level, on an emotional, mental, environmental level. And your area of focus might not necessarily be fitness. Like, that might not be what motivates you, you know? So I think that it could be any one of those areas. And if that's what drives your motivation, like, go for it. Because I think since all of those areas are so closely correlated and our diabetes management is affected by everything that just focusing on one area of your life and learning how to pay special attention to that area and how things in your life affect your blood sugars, then that is going to be a step forward in the right direction. When I look back like four years ago, three years ago, My main driving force was my fitness and my body and how I wanted to look and feel. And that's really what kind of pushed me forward. But then after you do things for a while, like after I learned how my body, how exercise and food and all of these things were affecting my body, I started to grow in other areas. So for example, like as my business started to build and I became a full-time entrepreneur and I started putting all of my energy here, it's like as I've grown on a physical level, it's also built a lot of awareness that I've needed to tap into in other areas and just like building up my own business and then the journey of entrepreneurship, like that shit is hard too. And so just taking a moment to become more aware of certain areas, like, yeah, it started for me with the physical and fitness, but it just kind of taught me to be even more in tune with these things that do affect me. And I've learned a lot and just how to control my diabetes a little bit better on all different aspects. Like, you know, when I'm sitting at home for X amount of time in front of the computer and how I can just try to incorporate more mindfulness into my day so that I can keep my stress levels down. And it's such a crazy thing too, when I really think about it, because every single year I feel like things affect me slightly differently. Or I like over the last 10 years, my hypoglycemia like when I go low uh, my symptoms have 
change slightly, like little things like that. And then just learning new things about, like, I feel like I'm constantly learning new things about my body and nothing stays the same. And that can be super frustrating some days, but then it can also too be very interesting and it just gives me the opportunity to learn more and it gives you the opportunity to learn more because I think that as we do grow older we are like we're affected by things a little bit differently you know like our bodies never stay the same and what is it people say what is it every eight years you're like physically your body changes or something I definitely feel that even on a like yearly basis with my blood sugars And just, you know, there has to be so much forgiveness involved with growth because I can think of so many times when I've just felt horrible about my diabetes or how my day went or things that have affected me. And it's really just about like now I honestly... I I can't even plan ahead because as you know, things are just, they never go as planned. Like one day I could, my routine could be exactly the same, but maybe mentally or emotionally my, I'm feeling a little bit different. And so my blood sugars are just just not going to be the same at all. Or maybe it's a little bit warmer outside or, you know, there's just so many things. And so it really is just about learning how these things affect you. And I think just this community too, and the support from you guys, it's just makes things so much easier because we don't always have the support that we need. And I know that's really hard to say, and it's, crazy to think about even but I've had like even my last doctor that I went to see the diabetes educator there she they were giving me such a hard time about just how I was controlling my own diabetes and making me feel like I was wrong and I got a little bit defensive and it was just and then I'm like wait you know like this is not a reflection of me but it just I'm like they obviously don't know me but it it just it's not a fun feeling and so I think you know just trying to find people that will support you and just be able to forgive yourself if you do have a rough day or especially like not compare yourself to other people because that's another thing too is like no matter what it is I feel like we can so often get wrapped up into just the comparison of what we're doing or how our diabetes is compared to other people's and it's just important to stay in the moment and look and do the work and then look at your trends and everything and just focus on you and how can I be better tomorrow or how can I do better next time and just take everything as a learning experience because I really do believe that that's helped me to just get things a little bit tighter in control, you know, like that's just one really hard but important tool to master. So I will say it first, I, my goal when it came to my diabetes was never, in the beginning, it was never to have better control of my diabetes. It was more to do with how I looked and I'm going to unapologetically take responsibility for that because I really do believe 
just, you know, how our blood sugars are really correlated to a lot of things that we do on a daily basis. I think it doesn't matter what your motivation is to start, like whatever area of focus you want to dive into, just paying special attention and just building up that awareness is really going to help you out in the long term. And wherever you're at right now, don't feel bad because no matter what, you can get to exactly where you want to be. And it's just about taking the time and doing the work and you can make it happen for yourself. I have no doubt about that. And hey, don't hesitate to ever reach out to me. Like I'm here for you. I'm in your corner. I'm rooting you on and you can send me a message on Instagram and just, you know, we can chat. It's, it's cool. Like I'm, we're here to support each other in this community. So if you ever feel like you just don't have the support you need, or you just have a question or whatever, like I am there for you. So just send me a message. And also if you haven't already done so, do take a minute or a couple seconds to subscribe to this podcast and to leave me a review. It really does help this podcast out a lot. And when you subscribe, it really, ensures that you don't miss out on our weekly episodes because you'll be up to date with everything and you guys I just want to thank you so much for tuning in today and I just am so grateful for you I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon